0: Good morning, it's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 the zone. Well, the rankings are out and BYU is 14. You know, I said a couple times on the air that I was surprised how much mileage they've gotten out of this 9-0 start. At the start of the year, looking at their schedule, I thought they'd peak out somewhere between 15 and 20, just on strength of schedule. And then, of course, it gets to be a crazy year with the Big Ten and the Mountain West kicking off late and the Pac-12 kicking off even later and the Big 12 beating itself up and losing to Sunbelt teams. Uh, And sure enough, here it comes, 14 for BYU. (sighs) I got to say... It's disappointing. It's not totally surprising. I thought it was more likely that they'd be at 10 to 12 and they would have to, you know, they'd open barely in and have to shore it up. Instead, their 14th was a little misleading actually, you know, there's four SEC teams in front of them, and only three are allowed into the New Year's Six bowls. They can't take four SEC teams. So in a way, I guess that makes them, you know, Team 13. The problem is there's four teams behind them in the rankings, starting with Oregon. Uh, any of them could catch and pass uh, BYU. So there's no guarantee just if they catch somebody in front of them that they're not going to be passed by somebody and end up treading water. Uh, The committee doesn't like their schedule. I don't know what they're supposed to do about that. You know, play Washington. Well, now we know Washington's going to play Utah. It's going to be on ESPN Saturday night at 830 because the Arizona State game is off. Now, PK said the ASU game was in trouble a week ago. Kyle clearly confirmed that straight into a microphone and said, we'll find out who we play. Well, Washington State had just not played that weekend, and we knew they might not play the next weekend against Washington, so this isn't surprising. And I saw someone on Twitter, they got to go get Wisconsin right now. Okay, Nebraska tried to play a non-league game. Did you hear how that went? The Big Ten reiterated, they're not playing non-conference games. So I don't think they can go get Wisconsin. Can they get Cincinnati on the 5th? Only is Cincinnati thinks they have a chance to get into the top four. Now, ESPN puts odds on it and says 35.7%. Uh, I think many of you would put odds on it and say, no bleeping way. <laughs> They're only letting power five teams in there. Cincinnati's not getting in. But what does Cincinnati think? Maybe they got a little room for error here, because the, the next team, I think is like Coastal Carolina at 20. So a loss to BYU may not crush them, because BYU can't take the group of five spot. A group of five team is getting in. So Cincinnati might want to take this on. Um, I don't I don't know. I can also see where Cincinnati just say no way. We're 7th. We're not getting in the playoff. We got three road games in 4 weeks and we got a bye week. We're not putting a game in there. Now if they did, certainly they'd want a home game cuz you can't imagine they'd schedule themselves for a fourth straight road game. So We'll see how that plays out. I just don't think that there are a lot of options there. Maybe if USC can't play this week, do you take Colorado on really short notice? I think BYU pretty much seems set on not playing, judging by Kalani Sataki last night. We'll get to that uh, coming up. Um, right now, Scotty G hitting on all things uh, Aggies, Utes, and Cougars. Obviously, we talked to him at the end of the show yesterday, so we didn't know how this was going to play out, but he had his fears and you'll hear that. Uh, here's Scotty G on 97.5 at 1280 of the Zone. Scotty G, how are you?
1: Hi, DJ. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm I'm possibly better than you.
1: Why you you, uh, you you're not jealous of a trip to South Dakota, which is like the COVID capital of the world right now?
0: In late November, when the weather must be spectacular, I'm prepping for so many different games. I think I'm the Utah football team because I don't know who the opponent is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I had, I had South or uh, Wichita State all ready to go last night, and then uh, I get a text and say, "Oh nope, not going to be them. It's going to be uh, it's going to be VCU." So everything you prepared for, just throw it out the window.
0: Yeah, all right. There's an hour of your life you're not getting back, or two or three. How much time does, <laughs> does it take to prep for a college basketball game, a non-conference game? A couple hours. Yeah. All right, Scotty, we have multiple things to run through with you here, uh, many involving Utah State, but not all. Is there any light you can shed on whether there's going to be a football game Thursday between the Lobos and the Aggies?
1: Um, I think I would be, uh, I'd say, 70% confident on that. 70% 70 it happens? um, Before the UFC game, a lot of players are coming back, so they're taking some players off the COVID list. Andrew Peasley, the quarterback's one of them. So, I would say there's a, a decent chance, uh, a better than average chance that that game will be played on Thursday.
0: Okay, so better than average that it is played. Now, what are yep. the odds the Aggies can win? A pair of zero four teams.
1: Uh, I'd say that if they're going to get a win, it's going to be this week. It's going to be on Thursday. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay, we didn't we didn't need you for that, Scotty. <laughs> we we figured that out on our own. I mean uh, I, New
1: Mexico, Look, I, New, Mexico. <laughs> New Mexico, number one, is not good. Number two, they're dealing with uh uh you know, a, a state government that really doesn't want them practicing and frankly doesn't want them playing at all. And uh and so they're they've really, really struggled. I'm gonna i I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna say Utah State's gonna win this game for no other reason than Craig Bowlerjack's calling the radio and it's gonna be and Bowler's gonna bring that magic up and then I'm gonna hear everybody why what not we? Do all our games, you suck. So I, you know, I anticipate it's going to go that way.
0: Bowlers one and zero, and you're zero and six. Yeah, right? I can yep. see it uh, because you have got uh, Air Force, who's two and two, and CSU, who's one and two, coming up. So yes, this does look like the best chance to win. So yeah. basketball, do I want to know why the tournament is in South Dakota?
1: Well, it was the original. Um uh, that game that was in Bahamas, the universe or that and, tournament and, in Bahamas uh, that Utah is going to be a part of.
0: I get, and that. Then so they
1: yeah. pa- and so they pack it up and like, well, we can't travel to the Bahamas, so let's put it in the place that we think will, at the time, will be the most remote place possible for no COVID to be a problem. And so they pack it up and they move it to South Dakota, and then uh, a month or so later, um, the virus is just shredding. Uh, the Dakotas, and uh, teams are dropping out, teams are testing positive, and uh, and here we are. So that's, uh, as of last night, Utah State, I got a text from uh, one of their operation guys that said, we all tested negative, and uh, so we're good to play. So as of right now, we're good to go, but it wouldn't surprise me if I get a, off a plane tonight and I get a text that says, every other team in the conference can't go, or in the tournament can't go, and so grab a plane and head back home.
0: So, assuming the tournament is played, what is the tournament schedule look like? When I mean, is there knockout play? Is there round robin play? When are the games? What are they? I mean, they're just making this up on the fly at this point. I assume.
1: Well, it's it's tournaments. Every team's going to play three games, Uh and so you're going to have. But it is tournament style, so you'll have uh, the winner will move on and play another winner, and then uh, then you'll have a championship game. There'll be consolation rounds and you know second you know battle a game for a third place, a game for a fifth place, but how and do they... so everybody's going to play three games
0: okay, but how do they do that when teams can't play
1: well, well yeah i mean if if there's as of right now they've got they've got six teams so or eight teams excuse me they're ready to go okay. with the current format All right, so, so... but if team But if teams drop out, then, yeah, you're right. I have no idea how it's going to play out. Okay. Uh,
0: Speaking of things and how they might play out, the um, Utes are going to play either Washington on Saturday or ASU on Sunday. How much time, when you talk to the Aggie coaches, how much time does the average coaching staff need to prepare for a game? I mean, they got analysts asked, to do stuff yeah. before it actually gets to the coaches in the
2: week of.
1: Yeah, uh, I asked Gary Anderson this uh, specifically uh, before uh, before he and the school parted ways, and he said, "I need to feel even remotely comfortable. I need four days." Um, he goes, "Anything less than that is going to be a crapshoot, and I can't feel good about how how we're going to play." He goes, "Physically." That's not a problem. It's just the classroom stuff. It's the install and all that other stuff that needs to go in into play. He goes, if you give me four days, I got a pretty good chance I can get my guys ready to go. He goes, but if you give me two or three days, uh, I don't feel comfortable at all about playing any of those games. So that's, that's coming from a former head coach. I'm sure there's other coaches out there that will say, you know what, just tell me where to show up and we'll be ready to go. But I've got to think, you got You need at least four days for a proper install to be ready to play a major Division One college football game.
0: When the college football uh, selection committee, the playoff committee, comes out with the rankings, where will BYU be? They're eighth in the median coaches poll, but where do you think the selection committee is going to put them tonight?
1: You know, I've been going back and forth on this. I think they'll be top ten but I think it's going to be really tenuous as the next couple of weeks go on and BYU's not playing. You know, I'm not even – I know PK brought up style points, but I'm worried about – I'm not worried about style points. I'm worried about just being a non-story and just being away from the game of football for two weeks and being out of sight, out of mind, and other teams having impressive performances and leapfrogging BYU. So I think they'll be top ten tonight, D.J., Uh, But I think it's a pretty tenuous top ten over these next couple weeks.
0: Miami at 7-1. Northwestern at 5-0 seem obvious candidates to pass them. But I think Oregon at 3-0 and Indiana at 4-1 are underrated candidates to pass them and I think the obvious thing to do is to play Cincinnati on the 5th when they're both off but I just don't know what Cincinnati's motivation is and I feel like it's some bad movie show right now I don't know what their motivation is Scotty (laughs) <laughs> Who are they trying to be? Well, they're trying to be the best team in a group of five because the best team in the group of five is guaranteed to be in. And I'm wondering what the gap is going to be between Cincinnati and undefeated Coastal Carolina and undefeated Marshall. And I'm thinking it's going to be pretty substantial. Cincinnati is playing three road games in four weeks around that bye week. So I assume if Cincinnati's playing BYU, they're going to demand a home game and say, listen, we're, we're not crazy enough to play four road games in a row and come out and see you guys.
1: So... Again, let's go back to the motivation. If you're Cincinnati... Scotty, say it in a movie
0: producer's voice. Come on. Let's hear the Scotty movie producer.
1: (laughs) What's what's my motivation? Uh, No, honestly, though, if you're Cincinnati... And again, look, I want nothing more than to see that game. You want nothing more to see that game. The fans, the players want to see that game. Ah, but if you're the athletic director, do you want any part of that game if you're Cincinnati? No. Why would you play that? Because if you lose... You're dropping out of you're not one of the top G5 teams anymore. You need to be undefeated. And frankly, BYU has a great chance of going whether it's in Provo or Cincinnati of winning that game. If I'm Cincinnati, I don't touch that game. I stay as far away from that game as I possibly can because I want my guaranteed million dollars, millions of dollars when I get that New Year's 6 spot. I mean, the motivation for BYU, that makes sense. Um, but for Cincinnati, yeah, no. No, I don't want that
2: game at all.
0: Scotty, you are an NFL guy, and so I am curious if on Thanksgiving you are excited to watch 3-7 and Washington play 3-7 and Dallas because the winner, given the Eagles and Giants schedules down the stretch, if the former Ute, Alex Smith, takes Washington to Dallas and they win, they become, unbelievably, the favorite in the NFC East. Do you care if Alex, Alex Smith guides a six and ten Washington team to the playoffs?
1: That Alex Smith story is—I mean, it's so good. You watch that E60 documentary. I mean, I mean that leg of his looked like something that might be on your table on Thursday, uh, Thursday afternoon. I mean, it was—it it was, no, it was. No,
0: no, no, no. You got that wrong, Scotty. That looks like something to be <laughs> on your table Friday morning if you didn't put the turkey away.
1: There you go. Exactly. I mean, it, it was horrific. And the fact that he's going out there and playing well, almost had the come behind win two weeks ago, had the win last week. Uh, you can't help but not root for the guy. With that said, no A or no NFC East team needs to- should be in the playoffs. They should lose their automatic spot in the playoffs. You should have another team from the NFC West. That should be the team that gets that spot. Uh, the NFC West has no business sending any, or NFC East has no business sending anybody to the playoffs.
2: None.
0: You know, you love the Broncos, and every time they show up on Channel 2, I get hate email because, of course, the network lets a weekend sportscaster in Salt Lake City pick the games makes perfect sense to me.
1: Don't no, sell yourself short. You know you're highly <laughs> highly in the discussions on what games are being played on Sunday.
0: If only. Uh, but I think your Broncos are getting a little... Well, first off, there are a lot of Bronco fans who watch games, so they stay on the air. And I think they, they were on because they were playing Tua this past week. That just, that like, tipped the scales. There weren't a lot of great options. There was one other option uh, that was pretty good. Uh, but it's Tua and it's the Broncos. They put them on. This week, you're getting Taysom Hill and the Saints. It's not a Channel 2 CBS game. It's a, it's a Fox game. So if it shows up, it'll be on Fox 13. I suspect it will, but we won't know till tomorrow. Uh, Saints and Broncos. Taysom played uh, a good game, but he didn't have to throw the ball down the field. Defense was, uh, was just giving up nine points, and so they had the lead. Uh, the ability to, as Dylan Colley said, throw the ball consistently to all three levels. Something Tom Brady's now struggling with, as we see when he pushes the ball downfield. Uh, are your Broncos going to beat Taysom and the Saints and ruin the story and just mess it up for a lot of BYU fans here who've got a real good vibe going with Taysom? The
1: thing with the Broncos is their issues are on offense. I mean, I, and I, I was a big Drew Locke fan coming into the season. I thought he might be the guy, but... Uh, It's starting to look like he's most definitely is not the guy. Uh, Their issues are on the offensive side. Defensively, they're pretty good. They're not great, but they're pretty good. And uh, they might give Taysom some problems. And I know, Ace, what was – I I heard your interview uh, with Dylan Colley. What was he, uh, 18 of 23? Yep, yep. But let's be honest. One of those, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, had to almost stop and fair catch that ball. Uh, That came. I mean, (laughs) that was awesome. (laughs) It it wasn't great.
0: (laughs) It was beyond not great. It was bad. It was a bad deep throw at a level you rarely see in the NFL. You don't see balls underthrown by that much. I don't know if it slipped out of his hand or what, but you just don't see it. You know, other guys have balls slip out of their hands and you don't see it.
1: Yeah, I mean, Jason Shelley was like, "Ooh, that looked rough." Oh, wow, wow!
0: Wow. You went there too
1: soon. Too
0: soon. Yeah, probably.
1: so I do think that there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to try. I mean, even look at uh, you know, even look at Baltimore and, and what and how defenses have tried to adapt to Lamar. Like it's defenses are are smart in the NFL. These guys have been doing it for decades and they will figure you out pretty quick. It has evolved and you have to be able to adapt and it's going to happen from week to week. Vic Fangio's a smart defensive coach. I still think the Saints beat the Broncos because the Broncos aren't very good. Uh, but Uh, It'll be interesting to see how Taysom evolves because these defenses, once the tape gets out on him, uh, they're going to be apt to try to slow him down and make him throw the ball down the field, and I'm not sure if he can do it. On a consistent basis in the National Football League.
0: Saints defense turned it around midseason. They've been very good. I've got them on my fantasy team. They should uh, they should do well against Denver. Uh, and your Reverence Lamar, oh, yeah. the Ravens are 31st in passing in the NFL and taking his six and four record into play the Ten and O Steelers on Thanksgiving uh primetime. So there's something to look forward to. Okay, last thing and then we let you go. Tom Brady. Bucks are seven and four. They're hosting the nine and one Chiefs. It's the afternoon game in the CBS double header. I'm relatively sure that'll be on uh, Channel 2 because it's the only CBS late game It's going to the entire country. Literally everybody's getting it. So, is this it? The Bucks 7-5, and five, another loss. Tom Brady, it's the other side of the mountain. It was a great ride, but it's over. Thanks for playing.
1: Uh, well, you know, if there's one thing we've seen, uh, we all overreact every week to Tom Brady because one week it'll be really bad and it's like he's done and then the next week he comes out and throws for four touchdowns. We're like, oh yeah, he's still got it. Um, I think he, look, I, I'm i a huge Broncos fan. You know that. I watched that last year Peyton Manning. And when it goes, it goes pretty quickly. Uh, Peyton Manning in 2013 was the NFL record holder in touchdown passes in a season, yards, broke every record. And two years later, he couldn't throw a 15-yard out. Um, I mean, it, it. when you hit those 40s, it, that body betrays you pretty quickly. And we're starting to see that and so, yeah, I think, I think the Bucks are done. I think Tom Brady's pretty much done. You'll see some flares, and you'll see some moments where, like, all right, he's back, but I just don't think he can do it consistently.
0: Four losses are two to the Saints, one to the Rams, one to the Bears. They all have elite pass rushes. If you have an elite pass yeah. rush, you can beat them. If you don't, then the Bucks are 7-0. and That's a good point. I'm here for you, Scotty, and you're here for me. Thanks, right. for, thanks for coming on for a few minutes. Hey, whatever you need, DJ. Appreciate it. There's Scotty G. When we come back, Kyle Whittingham, meeting with the
2: media. Stay with us. Take the Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. Good
0: morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time to hear from Kyle Whittingham as he goes through his weekly remarks. Now, at this point, um, he didn't know they were playing Washington. He knew the ASU game was off, uh, but he didn't know the Washington game was on. But he suspected, because he suspected last Saturday night. uh, And it'll be 8.30 on ESPN. Here's Kyle Whittingham.
3: Okay, we're getting ready for uh, week two of our season. Um, Obviously, a disappointing loss in week one. Uh, Biggest loss is uh cam rising is it looks like he's done for the season at least that's what has been indicated to me barring a a miracle he's he's uh not going to be back with us and so we move forward and uh jake bentley is our guy and we'll just continue to uh get ready and and uh go through the season so that's where we're at so questions we will start off with Josh Newman of the Salt Lake Tribune, followed by Trevor Allen of kslsports.com.
4: Kyle, oh, good morning. Good morning. Um, with Cam out, just, you know, how beneficial is it to have a, you know, a capable backup like Jake, a guy who's been through some wars and, you know, who's played a lot of games at a high level?
3: Well, it's crucial. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's uh, we have that luxury to have two quarterbacks. We feel really good about We actually have three, Drew Less. But I don't want to discount Drew and what he – of the program because he's a quality player as well and uh you know didn't take long for us to get to the number two guy and and that's where we're at and we have full confidence in jake moving forward and it'll be uh a, a big benefit to him taking all the reps at the ones this week and uh should be uh more comfortable and settled in this this next game
4: just to follow that up off topic, you're in a situation now where you're scheduled to play Arizona state, but the opponent may change later in the week. Um, If the opponent does change to Washington, have you been given any indication where that game might be played?
3: I understand that it'll be on the road regardless of who we play. It'll be at uh, ASU or at UW. And so it looks like uh, the possibility of a home game doesn't exist for this week. And uh, it'll be, uh, and, and it'll be there. Uh, the Washington game would be on Saturday, whereas the SU game would be on Sunday. To the, you know, that's my understanding. Next, we'll go to Trevor Allen, KSLSports.com.
0: Coach, now now that you look at at uh, a Jake, Jake Bentley, what is you know after now watching the film, uh, is it? I mean, you
3: obviously have a, a a pretty deep room at quarterback now. Do you do you feel uh, you you know good about having Jake as your starter now? We sure do, and he's got 30-plus uh, SEC starts under his belt and performed very well in the SEC, so it's not like it's an unknown commodity. And uh, we're going to build the offense around Jake now and, and his skill set, and away we go. So, yeah, we, we feel very fortunate that uh, he's with us, and we expect him to uh, get the job done for us. Next, we'll go to Ryan Costecco from SI.com, followed by Josh Furlong. Hey coach, how are you doing this morning? Good, thank you.
4: So obviously, you know, now that you've had time to go back and watch film, can you break down what you saw from the defense? I mean, Tony, you have four field goals to USC, you had a couple turnovers. Did you like what you saw, you know, or and where can you really improve?
3: It was a great start defensively, and uh, I thought they handled the adversity and the situations they were put in very well, particularly with uh, five or six freshmen playing for us, which uh, – we feel good about those guys. We're not we're not making excuses or complaining, but those guys that had not played college football before, we thought they handled it very well. wasn't perfect. Made some mistakes, missed some tackles, blew a couple assignments. But uh, overall, it was uh, a pretty darn good showing. There were some real positives there. Uh, held with less than 100 yards rushing, which is always our starting point on defense, is to is to turn the team one-dimensional. Uh, in the throw game, we, we gave up a little bit, but not – not a ton. I think we had 350-something total yards and uh, came away with a couple of takeaways, a touchdown. Uh, one of those takeaways was a scoop and score touchdown. Uh, played pretty good in sudden change situations. And like you mentioned, we held him to, to uh, four field goals and, and all field goals in the second half. There was no no touchdown scored by the opponent in the second half. So it was, it's a lot to build on and, and a good start for our defense. But we got to get a lot better. I mean, there's uh, – plenty of things to work on and improve upon, but it was encouraging. I guess that's the bottom line. It was very encouraging from what we saw. And uh, as long as we continue to get better throughout the course of the season, which I guess is like three or four more games is all of it, but uh, that'll be, that'll be key. Next up, Josh Furlong followed by Josh Newman. Now, before the season started, you said that the offense was
4: uh, obviously going to be a little bit more uh, ahead than the defense, but, but the offense struggled,
0: and you said that you, you didn't get the push that you were hoping for on the offensive line. Is that, is that where you see, now that you've looked at the tape, the breakdown came, or were there other factors, and, and what were those factors
2: that kind of led to the offense kind of stalling?
3: Well, there was other factors as well, but that was the, the main problem, is we didn't control the line scrimmage like we expected to. Credit SC. They did a nice job with their defensive line and the front seven in general. And uh, we were expecting much more control of the line of scrimmage and, and a better push. And we didn't get it. And that was really the, the most uh, pressing issue and the thing that was the biggest, most problematic for us in that game was was exactly that. Uh, it would turn the ball over five times. That's the, the biggest statistic in the games. You play a team like SC, you can't turn the ball over five times and, and have a chance to win. It just doesn't happen. So that that was number one uh, as far as what occurred execution-wise. But as far as what occurred just in the you know, down after down, it was our inability to control the line of scrimmage, which really surprised me. I thought we were going to control the line of scrimmage. Josh Newman, followed by Trevor Allen, <clears throat>
4: Kyle, as you move through this week, how, how, do you, how do you kind of operate knowing that, okay, you're scheduled to play ASU, but the opponent may change on a dime at some point this week? How, how do you kind of go through that?
3: Well, all the focus right now is on ASU. and Until we're told differently, that's, that's where we're going to put the majority of our attention. I say the majority because you still got to pay attention to the other possibility. But uh, that's where our primary focus is. And we hope to find out sooner rather than later and uh, it would be ideal if we could find out today, uh, you know, as the, as the week moves on, it becomes more of a difficult situation without having some clarity. But uh, we have no control over that as far as I'm told. And so we're just waiting for a definitive answer. And uh, until that point, like I said, the, uh, the main focal point is uh, Arizona State.
4: And here's the Next, question. We'll go to Trevor Allen. Al, uh as far as the offense went,
0: I know I know that there was a lot of things that that could be uh, worked on. What what really stood out to you? I I know that you mentioned uh, on you know after the game on Saturday that a lot of it was the O line play
3: and how and how they uh, performed. Well, that's what stood out, and as we continue to stand out after we watched the tape, is is uh, just didn't play as well up front as we know. First of all, we're capable. of We get some good players up front. I've, I have not changed my stance on that. In my opinion, we just got to play better, and they are capable of playing better. And, I would expect they will play better. Uh, there were also some a lot of encouraging things. Ty Jordan, uh, our little freshman running back, showed a lot of, of uh, big play potential, and, and uh, he's an explosive, dynamic player. Um, the tight ends didn't really have a chance to make much of an impact, but they, they did some good things as well. Brian Thompson made a nice play up the field. And so we we just were better than that offensively. What we, what we saw on Saturday night was not us. Ten points and five turnovers was uh, – Abysmal, and that's something that we got to get changed. And we have the players to change it. So we got to we got to get that rectified and and have a much better, more productive performance, uh, you know, coming up this weekend. Josh Furlong.
0: Uh, speaking of Ty Jordan in that running back room, based off this last game, were you able to kind of see a little bit of of, of uh, a, a better look at maybe the depth of of who you want to be able to put in that that maybe starting role, or are you still kind of plan on using that by committee at this point?
3: It's talking specifically about the running backs, then. yes, yes, sorry. I, I would say that each of them brings something different to the table. We'll continue to try to maximize what each of them do. Makai Bernard made a couple of nice plays for us. Uh, talked about ty jordan already jordan Romo had a few nice runs as did devin bumpfield so they all they all contributed um and so we continue we will continue to uh, use all four of them and tell somebody separates themselves if they do and, and if they do separate themselves they'll start to get the majority of the carries and touches but uh, until then we're going to continue to use all four now one thing that was not real solid uh, out of the running back group. It was pass protection. It was a little soft in pass protection on blitz pickup, and we've got to improve there. That's Part of being a complete back is being able to protect, and, and so we've got uh, a little bit of work to do there for this week.
0: There's Kyle Whittingham with the media. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Kalani Sitake, his comments last night is, uh, as all the news went and the rankings came out. Stay with us. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Time to hear from Kalani Sataki. The rankings are out. BYU is 14th on the outside looking in as far as the New Year's Six Bowl game. And uh, who are they going to play that's really good? I know people said Washington, but now Washington's playing the youth Saturday night at 830 on ESPN. I know some people said, go get Wisconsin. But the Big Ten has said no non-conference games. They told Nebraska that really clearly. Uh, Maybe they can get Cincinnati, but maybe Cincinnati wants no part of them. Uh, here's Kalani Sitaki.
5: Yeah, um, well, I guess you know, just looking at uh, you know at everything. I mean, you guys saw the, the rankings, and so um, you know, glad that we we're in the in the in the show and in the mentions, and you know, we, obviously you saw it. So we're hoping to to prove some things and we have one game guaranteed on the schedule and hopefully we can add one or two. We'd like to add more as much as possible. We've committed to, to doing that and and um, I just thought it was important, you know, and Brett and I talking about it to address the media and make sure that we stay connected to you guys and uh, just want to first uh let you guys know how much i appreciate all of you in this moment of giving thanks i want to tell you that i'm thankful for what you do for our in, in sports and specifically for me in byu football so thank you for that and now uh, you can go on with the questions as difficult as they may be
3: <laughs> all right why don't, why don't we go ahead and start with jared lloyd uh, followed by mitch harper
4: well, Kalani, we 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 should reciprocate as well. We're very grateful for the access, for the thoughts that you provide, and and the chance that we have to get to know you and your boys. So we'll we'll extend that same uh, give thanks message back at you. But I wanted to ask. I mean, you've been around the program. You're a BYU football fan. How great is it? Big picture. That BYU is back in this conversation this year, and in a position where you're the only, you know, you're the first coach that they bring on. I think you were the only coach that they brought on at the playoff, you know, show and and all of that, and and that's where BYU's at.
5: Well, I think that uh, it's just a lot to say about our fan base, about Cougar Nation and about our athletic department. And so it's an, it's an honor for me to be in this position and just to, to see it happening. And, and uh, definitely an honor for me to be involved with these young men and with our, our football team. So uh, I'm, I'm glad that this is happening. I mean, we still have a lot of work. We knew going into, you guys have been around me long enough now that, you know, we were excited about the season, excited about our schedule, excited about the depth that we have in this team. And we were really looking forward to this year and so the fact that we've had to pivot quite a bit as, as a as a um athletic department and a football team and had had to make a lot of adjustments with our players and with with the schedules and everything that's going on and uh have just been really proud of our players just really proud of everybody and and definitely proud of our leadership in the administration in our, our athletic department so um it's really cool it's a cool moment um, you know I, I think it's uh good because I remember watching the basketball team and and seeing all the success that we saw from you know our, our, our track and field team and cross country and all that stuff that's happening in volleyball and, and soccer it's it's a it's a good time and it just it's nice to be uh, be mentioned with all those sports that are having a lot of success here at BYU Kalani what was
4: the uh, the, the timeline of events with this uh, reported? Washington matchup when did it fall through officially and uh, can you just kind of take us step by step as to how this all came about
5: yeah so we knew I mean First of all, if you're looking through our schedule, we look for any time there's a game canceled, and that's our players. It's everybody. It's like, hey, this game got canceled, and so we know that with COVID, and sometimes it extends to another week where that game maybe you look at a future opponent, and maybe possibly that game the next week would be canceled. So everyone kind of knew that there was a possibility that Washington State wouldn't be able to play against Washington, and and uh, you know Tom and 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 um, and and their people were to communicate. I think we were hoping to get it done as early as possible. And uh, throughout the, their their conversations, all I know is that there's a possibility. And when we knew about it, we were really excited. And when we were looking at all the different things that they were talking to and and um, the offers that were made from both sides and things like that, we decided that, hey, this this is a possibility. So we decided to practice. We decided to um to To go ahead and practice and prep and 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 watch film and get ready and have a game plan in place for Washington. So we had a really good practice yesterday. I mean, really good. The guys were upbeat, so fired up. And and guys had to. I mean, we 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 knew we were going to play this week earlier, and so we told them, hey, maybe there won't be anything. But when we told them that there's a game, possible possible game, we had a lot of people cancel plans and um, with the hopes that this would happen. And when it didn't, we're, our team was very disappointed. You know and um, but uh, like I said before, uh, I said earlier in the show, the narrative that that we were ducking or hiding or waiting for the announcement to happen is clearly not true. It's the wrong. It's a false narrative. And so that's disappointing. We're disappointed that we didn't get to play this game. And for whatever reason, uh, Washington, Pac-12 Conference, and BYU, they weren't able to come to terms and play this game. If it was up to our players, this game would have already been scheduled and played as soon as possible. Unfortunately, Zach Wilson and the boys can't make our schedule, but maybe we should allow them to do it once, once in a while. you know. But uh, we have a bunch of competitors. I love our boys, and I, I love the swagger that they have and the excitement they have to play the game. And I'm going to always support them. So, the the chance that this game would happen got us all excited. And then when it fell through, um, we were really disappointed. So, I don't know if that explained. I don't know all the details. You probably talked to to Tom and talked to them, but uh, I don't know where this narrative started that we were hiding or waiting. I just want to crush that right away because we practice. We're ready to play them. You know, we're looking forward to the game and really confident in it.
3: All right, Norma, why don't you go ahead next, followed by Jake Hatch. Hey, Coach, with where you guys found yourself tonight uh, in the college football playoff rankings, you guys would be out of a New New Year's Six Bowl. What do you feel needs to happen in order to get in there, and how important would it be for the program to be able to play on New Year's?
5: We can only control what we can control. Uh, Hopefully, we've earned enough time. I just like seeing these guys play. You know, hopefully we can get another game scheduled because of what they've done already. And whatever game that is, whatever bowl, I, I, we will appreciate the opportunity to play together again as a team. We would love to play more. I, I love seeing this team play. I, I don't care about what the bowl game is going to be. I don't care about the risks or any of that stuff. I just want to see our guys play. We want to just get 12 guaranteed opportunities to play a game and hoping for that. And then and trying to earn in another one, you know, and hopefully we've earned another one but uh, we've had nine ten scheduled hopefully that does happen and hopefully we can get more but um, I'm not really focused on that neither is a team we're, we're not trying to to vie for one place or another but we have some work to do if we want to and, and all I know is that we have a short amount of time and not a lot of games to do it and so we'll make the, the most of what we got and hopefully things can happen between now and, and you know the final ranking Kalani have you had a chance to
4: speak with your players about the ranking so far tonight
5: no, no, but a lot of them are texting me. So, I mean, it's my phone's blowing up ever since. I just, I just love them. So I'm gonna fight for them. You know what I mean? And and uh, I want to make sure that everybody that they're represented well. And I, I think I think that got through in the, in the show. I hope it did. And then just a quick follow up to that: Is this motivation for
4: you personally to see more games added? And are you gonna advocate to Tom to hey
5: find somebody for us to play in the weeks we have open? That's never changed. We've been the same the whole time. We've we've been wanting to add games the entire time. I I need to remind everyone again, we were the only ones that were playing football in the West. And when that happened, we reached out to all these conferences that were playing football. And as conferences started to make decisions to go conference only, and we knew that that wasn't a possibility. That's why I said, thank you to the Sun Belt conference, conference USA and American conference for allowing us to play those games, but we've had to pivot and work and maneuver. Houston was supposed to come here, you know, and thankful. I'm thankful that Tom was able to work it out where we were going to go there. That's great. And then when the mountain, joined and got back. They allowed us to play two of their best teams in San Diego State and Boise State. And uh, that's awesome. You know, so I, and, and then uh, Al, uh, North Alabama was ready to wasn't going to stick with our game. So uh, really thankful that those guys did that. But we were we were in a position where we couldn't control any of that. All I know is that we've, we've had a good we have a good team and we're excited about them and just wanted to have more opportunities to play games. But we've never not wanted to add games. That's been our I think that's been like our, our chant from the very beginning. (laughs) You know, I don't think people are like, Oh, they don't want to add games. No, that's been our, that's our deal. BYU, please add game. That's, that's kind of our deal. The 2020.
3: All right, Jade, uh, why don't you go next? um, Followed by Jared. And then again, for anyone else, if you raise your hand on there, if you have questions, we'll get to you.
4: Yeah. What was the message that was sent by the committee tonight? BYU regarding your place in the college football world?
5: I don't know. I don't know all the details. And I didn't get to hear much. Uh, What did the, um, I forgot the guy from uh, whoever spoke. I was getting ready to get on the show. Do you remember his name?
4: Arda, the commissioner. Yeah. Yeah.
5: So I guess, I guess it was him that spoke and mentioned, they mentioned BYU, you know, and, and, but last I checked, I didn't know that the, the, the quarterback for Boise State played defense. So, you know, uh, I, I think if they're going to really look at it, they should probably look at all the different things and, and and we know how hard it is to win with your third string quarterback. We did it last year. So you know I, I just know that we have a team that's really deep and um, you know I'm, I'm getting I, I'm trying not to get too frustrated. I know Jay wants to see me get mad and all that, but I, I just know we have a team that's really deep. We've been you guys have seen us. you guys have seen games where you're like, hey, where's this guy? where's that guy? We've never been full strength, but we don't cry about it either. You know, we just we just go on and play and and we feel really good with our depth. But how many times have we played with missing linemen or missing p- position here and there and, and really haven't skipped a beat as a team? And I think that's a huge compliment to our depth on our team. Huge compliment to our coaches and uh, development of our players. And then huge compliment to the talent that we have here. Thanks, Kwani. Thanks, Jay. Jared? Not trying to see You get mad. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm not. I'm not mad at you. I'm just like this is a, you know. I'm just. Uh, I, I don't. W- with the, with the playoff ranking, that does. I just. I'm gonna. Def- I, I just love our boys so much, and and I. Um. I just want to see them. Um. Get the respect they deserve. I. I. I that. That's something that that I am.
3: Um. That
5: drives me so. Uh,
3: Alright, coach Jared, and then uh, Mitch.
4: I guess, Kalani, I, I'm, I'm going to just kind of lead in with or follow up with what you just said. How much do you want to see this team be tested by a really good opponent? I mean, you've played good opponents. Don't get me wrong, but play play. I mean, you're you were in talks with Alabama back in July trying to get that type of a game. How much do you want to see these boys get a chance against a high profile nationally recognized opponent?
5: Yeah, we'd love to see that. I mean, we, we, we were excited to see this team against the original schedule, you know, and, and um, that's why all these guys came here. That's why Zach came here, to play against the, that schedule and to play against the teams that we had on our, have on our schedule. And if you look at the um, schedules in the past and schedules in the schedules and the original schedule and the schedule of the future they're they're tough they're not easy right and, and and so there's there's this high level of like excitement to play them but we've never shied away from that you know and so um you know hopefully uh there's two sides to a story always and, and it's not just one side but i i mentioned it earlier that that it has it's not having to do anything with fear nobody's afraid of anyone That's what makes college football great. Anyone can beat anyone at any given day. And that's why it's such a wonderful sport. And I believe it's the best sport in in our country.
4: And Kalani kind of tying into that, I mean, you're, you're a big college football guy. What do you make of just this system, the playoff system for college football? Is it a fair and just system for all that, uh, that, that's giving equity to, to everyone in the landscape? How do you just feel about this playoff system, determining a champion this way?
5: I don't know what to think about it, to be honest with you, because it seems like it seems like it should head towards something where you can get more teams involved, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and it seems like it's always leaving somebody out uh, even in, in um, that, that I think deserves to show themselves and be out there. And there's so many, so many different variables. I, I said before, I, I, it's a hard position for the committee to be in, you know, but um in a difficult spot. And then when you ever, that's why nobody really complains about March madness because you have all these teams are involved and then you can't, you can't really deny what happened when the teams are all battling out and, and you have one champion. I think that there's a lot of teams that that feel like they could be in there. And if, if they're given the opportunity would play their best and and possibly get, get become a champion. But um, it is the system that, that we're in right now and we just have to work with it. But I don't, I think it's, it's difficult to narrow things down to four teams. Um, But I think they're doing as good as a job as they can. And I, and like I don't envy their job. I think it's really hard. But uh, with that being said, it, it's a difficult position for them to be, especially this year, trying to gauge uh, all the different teams that are playing conference only or playing different, different schedules and then trying to figure out who's going to be the best and then trying to rank them 1 through 25. All
3: right, Jake, go ahead. Yeah, Kalani,
0: what do you feel like when you do get a chance to speak to your players, what will your message to them be?
5: Well, I'm hit, they're hitting me up like crazy, so I'm going to just tell them to just stick with what we're, we've talked about, you know, try to do everything we can to be safe, get better as a team, and get stronger and be in a position where next week, hopefully we have a game scheduled. Uh, if not, we'll start practicing and be ready for San Diego State. That's our our. our the concept of staying focused and being being on, on, on living the moment, and trying to take advantage of the time that you have right now is really important for our boys. And I, I, they have never lost focus at all, ever. And, and when we went to practice yesterday, you should have seen the, the level of excitement and energy. It was like it was so nice to see. And um, just that's why I can't I just I can't can't wait to see them play again and um, and as many opportunities as we can Sure, up to our boys we play 30 games this year
4: and then I've
0: got one more question there were rumors out there of San Diego State because of their game against Fresno State this week being canceled there were talks or I guess people saying that that game may have been moved up was there any validity to those rumors
5: I don't know all the answers on that one, to be honest with you. I think Tom was working through the Washington one more than anything. And then I, I can't speak on, on um, San Diego State. I know they're on our schedule, but you know it would have been nice to be able to maneuver schedules around and everything. But I, I honestly, I, I can't answer on that one. Sorry. All right, there's
0: BYU coach Kalani Sataki, PK and I are talking about this story and everything else that happened in sports next. What is trending on the way? Stay with us.